in the car, one of my kids said, they're gonna clap for you a lot because you don't do this very often. <laughs> they, they said they do it because they're proud of you for being brave. <laughs> so the kids are watching and listening. They're picking up on that, that our community loves us when we get up here and step outside our comfort zones and do what we can to make them feel comfortable. So keep, keep doing what you're doing, community. It's good. So I want to talk today about stories. I love stories. Probably my favorite time of day is bedtime. We cuddle up on the bed and I read books to my kids. I even majored in English literature in college because I thought if I can get someone to pay me to read stories all day, that's my kind of career. But I think we all love stories, right? We have entertainment industries, we have marketing and sales, that these are all built around telling a good story. And I know that God loves story. Torah, like the foundation of scripture, is a story. So in, in our age of input overload, it's more a question of which story will you tell and which story will you listen to and the battles for perspective. I started thinking about this in the context of which stories we as a community tell that big group of kids that's gonna be up here in just a minute. <laughs> Got a lot of kids here. <laughs> but what story are we telling them? Because I read this quote and it said, a recent study for children has discovered the single best predictor of children's emotional health and happiness, story. Apparently the more a child knows his family's story, in other words, the better informed he is about his wider family and obstacles they have overcome in order to survive and thrive, the stronger a child's sense of control over his life, the higher his self-esteem. The issue is getting parents to sit down with their children and tell them their stories. So the same time that I was reading this book that was full of that type of research, I read this story. Youth pastor, they're on a missions trip, he's got about 20 kids with him. He says, how many of you know how your parents came to know the Lord? No one. So it was these together, it was, it was a shocking week for me of story is so important and testimony is so important. Are we doing a good job of that? Am I doing a good job of that? Are we as a community telling not just our individual stories, but our community story and the, the larger, you know, messianic movement story? And just there's so many stories that our kids need to know and that we need to know. Um, so this was a good Torah portion to highlight that. So I'm going to go back and just review some of the parts that stood out. Go to Pharaoh because I've hardened his heart and the heart of his servants so that I might show these signs in their midst and so you may tell your son and your grandchildren what I have done in Egypt. And then in, later in that chapter, they say we want to go with our young and our elderly, our sons and our daughters. And Pharaoh says, no, you can't take your little ones. Because the enemy knows how important it is. In Exodus 12, it says, now when it happens that your children ask you about the painting the blood on the doorpost, what does this ceremony mean to you? You are to say. And he gives the description of what we are to say. Exodus 13, the redemption of the firstborn. You are to tell your son on that day, it is because of what Adonai did for me when I came out of Egypt. When your son asks you in times to come, what is this? Say to him, by a strong hand, Adonai brought us out from Egypt. 
So it's at the beginning of our Torah portion. It's the end of our Torah portion. It's in the middle. He wants us to tell the story. And then the Lord took me to Revelation 12, 11, which I wasn't expecting. But Dan Jester's with us today, and he's written a whole book about this, Connecting Passover and Revelation. So if you want more, there's a whole book about it. Um, but he took me to Revelation 12, 11, about the saints overcoming the devil. And it says, They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives, even in the face of death. And I was like, whoa. I've only given one other Jerash, and it was about the blood. <laughs> and how important it is. And it's like blood, testimony, which is like story, and life and death. It's straight from our Torah portion. The Passover lamb, tell your children, Adonai slew the firstborn of Egypt, but I redeemed the firstborn of my sons. I want to be a person who doesn't love my life even in the face of death. And I want to raise kids with my own kids and the kids in this community who don't love their lives even in the face of death. And it's not just about a moment of martyrdom. It's a description of the submitted disciple. It's, I want it to define how I live every day of my life, not just the day of my death. And I know that that's the heart cry of this community. But why? Why do we want to be these overcomers? To be found faithful by our king? Absolutely. To help bring others into the kingdom? Yes. And I believe it burns on our hearts because the spirit within us wants to bring glory to Yeshua and to the Father. When we know, we truly know that he is Adonai, we give him glory. So let's go back to Exodus 10. You're supposed to tell your children about what I've done in Egypt as well as my signs that I did among them so you may know that I am Adonai. He wants us to know him. And it's not the first time that he mentions this in Exodus, right? We're several weeks in, so I'm going to just highlight them. Exodus 6, Then I will take you for my people, and I will be your God, and you shall know that I am Adonai, your God. In Exodus 7, The Egyptians shall know that I am Adonai when I stretch out my hand on Egypt and bring out the sons of Israel from their midst. By this you shall know that I am Adonai, while I will strike the water and turn it to blood. In Exodus 8, Pharaoh says, May it be according, so, sorry, Moses says, May it be according to your word that you may know, Pharaoh, that there is no one like Adonai, our God. And later in Exodus 8, In order that you may know that I, Adonai, am in the midst of the land. In Exodus 9, So that you may know that there was no one like me in all the earth. For this reason I have allowed you to remain in order to show you my power and in order to proclaim my name through all the earth. The thunder will cease and there will no longer be hail that you may know that the earth is Adonai's. Over and over and over again. And spoiler alert, it's not the last time. We're going to keep reading Torah portions and it's going to keep coming up in Exodus. Can you feel it? The heart cry of the Lord to be known he wants Israel to know. He wants the Egyptians to know. He wants Pharaoh to know. He wants the world to know. Yeshua even defines this knowing as eternal life in John 17. This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Yeshua the Messiah, the one you sent. But like Paul says in Romans, how will they know 
if no one tells them. I love that Johannes even opened this morning with proclaiming what the Lord has done. He's a big, infinite God. We need to proclaim the good news with evangelism, but we also need to proclaim the stories that he's given us to share because you see a different part of him than I see. And each one of us brings the richness of who he is to each other. Brings us back to Revelation 12. Blood, story, life and death. We want to be overcomers in life and death. And Yeshua's blood has made the way. And it's our privilege to share the stories. And we have the stories. If I could have Sarah Cleary up here right now. We have the stories! <laughs> We do. Stories of his power and majesty and big things and of his infinite care and attention to detail and the smallest of things. And each of those stories counts and matters and is important. One teacher calls them glory stories. I love that. So if I ask you if you've got any good glory stories, now you know what I mean. Do you need to feed your soul today? Ask someone for a glory story. Or share a glory story. There's eternal life there. We're bombarded by entertainment to drown out the real stories. So let's up our story game Amen. with each other, with these children, with those who don't know him yet, for the glory of his name.